Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This is a chance for local people or people with a local connection to sit down and talk about what is going on with them in the Fishers community. This is a part of my local Fishers Indiana News blog that began in January of 2012. I started these podcasts in 2016 and have been going ever since. Now, here's the latest edition of the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm at the Hub and Spoke building, which contains the Parks and Recreation Department for the City of Fishers. And uh, it's, it's my great honor to welcome Sarah Sanquist back. She is the Fishers Parks and Recreation Department Director and glad uh, to make his podcast debut on Larry and Fishers. Gabe Amick, he's a member of the Park and Rec Experience team. So to both of you, thank you very much. I, I mean this when I say it, taking time out of a busy schedule. I don't think I've seen as busy an office as yours is today as you prepare for Spark Fisher. So welcome and, and thank you for being here. Uh, let me start with Sarah because, you know, Fisher's has had some kind of summer festival as far back as 1989, I moved here in 91. It's been here ever since I've, I have moved to Fishers. It's been a city-sponsored event for the past several years. It's been called Spark Fishers for the last several years. It's really grown, but, you know, it, it hit a pause, as so many events did, because of COVID, right? Nothing you can do about that. You're just dealing with, with, with the obvious. But you seem to be getting back to full throttle. You really had a good year last year. Talk about how you plan to throttle things up and uh, try to once again try to recover from that that COVID period. Sure, uh, you know we did we did cancel Spark Fishers in 2020. We've been uh, planning and executing this festival since 2018. So we had two great years. Um, recovered from the amphitheater being under construction during the first year. Had a really great 2019. Um, we're all planned out for 2020, and then said, you know, we need to um, keep everybody safe and and. Uh, put the pause on this. So 2021, we came back last year, we pushed the, the festival out for a week long of events. Um, and it was great. We had, we saw the community come back together, um, come out for each of the various events. There's something for everyone. And so we've repeated that this year. And I think that's going to be the trend as we move forward with this festival for years on, that it is truly a week long festival and, and celebration within Fishers uh, during the last week of June. Yeah, we'll get more to how everything is planned that week. But you know something, Gabe? I, I do think that uh, I, when we were in the depths of, uh, of COVID and we, everything was shut down, didn't have spark, didn't have much of anything going on, I wrote at that time and said, man, once this is over, we have to have a big party. Well, we had it, you know, and, and, and we had it last year, and, and it was a pretty successful party. So it was a really good feeling to see so many people get together. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Um, I think the greatest thing, though, this year is we're having uh, a bigger and better party, right? So we're going to capitalize on what happened last year and everybody coming out. And uh, we're going to really encourage the community to make this year uh, hit record numbers and, and make this year even better than last year. So, Of course, keep your fingers crossed on the weather. The weather has a lot to do with it being rain or heat. The day we're recording this is on uh, June the 14th, and we're getting, I think, some of the hottest temperatures and, and, and uh, humidity combinations for the last 10 years. So it's supposed to cool off in a few days. We have no idea what the weather's going to be when, <laughs> when, when things uh, start to roll out next week. But Sarah, let me talk about that because Gabe talked about it and so did you. Um, 
It, for many years, well, actually the first year, I think it was a one-day event in 1989 when we had the summer festival here. It was Saturday, Sunday for years, and now it's it's a completely different schedule since 2018, a different concept, if you will. And it's mostly been a, a Saturday event. It's still a lot of the activities are centered around Saturday. But you've tried to stretch this out uh, at, as a week-long event. You're not quite a week long, but you're you're moving in that direction. And it all starts off if I'm understanding correctly, on Tuesday, June 21st, and that's going to be at the amphitheater, the White River Wind Symphony is going to come in. That's a local group. And I know a lot of local groups have been really wanting to get on the amp stage, and I know you're you're excited, and all those musicians are very happy uh, to be at the amphitheater. Absolutely. it's uh, Actually, Fisher's Music Works is the group, and it's their uh, white wit. White River Wind Symphony that's playing on Tuesday night. It will be patriotic themed and they have played uh, the amp stage before but it, it has been a while as you mentioned. Um, it's a great show. There are a lot of uh, musicians that will be up on the stage and uh, playing patriotic themed music. Um, it's going to be a great kickoff to the week of events. Yeah, Gabe, these are all uh, local musicians, and uh, they, they take great pride in the work that they do. And as uh, Sarah said, it's, it's called the White River Wind Symphony, but they're a part of Fisher's Music Works, which has been around for a long time, and uh, they've performed at various venues around town. So it's good to have them uh, back as part of Spark. Absolutely. We're really excited to have them involved. Um, it'll be a little bit different uh, of a sound, I think, that people are maybe used to uh, as part of the Spark Fishers. Um, it'll be very collaborative, very... Uh, um, engaging uh, music for, for our, our fans and spectators to be a part of and uh, we're really looking forward to them coming back to the stage. And anytime you have a local group there'll be their friends and neighbors are exactly. coming as, as well <laughs> as the people who just want to hear the music. Um, the next thing that's come that's on the schedule will be the next day which is Tuesday June 22nd. Uh, that's it's called a 5k fun run. So, Sarah, with that coming up, uh, what, what is your goal for participation this year as far as number of runners? We are looking at probably around 600, 650 runners, and uh, that'll be on Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. We moved the, the race, the 5K race, from Saturday morning to a Wednesday evening last year. It was the first year for, for the switch, and um, we really like it. We really like having it on a weeknight. Um, brings out families. It's a different uh, feel than having a Saturday morning run. And uh, we have a new route this year that utilizes the Nickel Plate Trail. Uh, and it'll start near the amphitheater. And we're just really excited for the run. There is a kids run as well, too. We have um, a little 30 uh, yard dash uh, to kick off the race ahead of the 5k. Yeah, you know, I know when the uh when they had the official opening of, of the Nickel Plate Trail, I, I just I was, I was doing a video just to show people what it was like. With, unbeknownst to me, I ran across the mayor and his family, <laughs> and I found out his son Lincoln had run with him. I should have asked whether uh, Lincoln, whether his, his dad kept up with Lincoln. I didn't think to ask about that. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln I, smoked him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor, poor Scott is not as young as he used to be, although he's a lot younger than I am. But uh, talk a little bit about the route. You say that the trail is part of that. What is the route like this year? Uh, so the runners will depart from the municipal complex. They will uh, do a little loop down around Central Green and then uh, get onto the trail and run north on the trail uh, up to Lantern, up to 126th, and then 
down on Lantern Road. Sorry, I'm just looking over at Gabe, wondering if I'm describing it backwards, but it involves all of these streets uh, along the trail, back on uh, Lantern Road, and then within the municipal complex to finish out the 5K. So, Gabe, when you try to plan out the route for something like a 5K, how do you how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so uh, it's definitely not the easiest thing to do. Um, you know, we've we've listened to the community uh, year after year about trying to open up some of the areas so people weren't so much landlocked with the original 5K route. So this year, we really started um, with our new uh, organizing partner of trying to figure out and listen to the community about what was really important to them of having the flexibility to be able to get out during the day. Um, uh, out of their homes, but also utilize the new parts of Fishers. So um, we started by just throwing some some routes out uh, and, and looking at them and seeing where we could improve uh, areas. Uh, we knew from the get-go this year with the opening of the Nickel Plate Trail and the hype that was around that and the success we had on the one-miler uh, during the trail opening that we really wanted to utilize the trail as part of the route. Um, so we started there with the route and then just went back to see how can we connect everything back to downtown and make it really feel like it's a part of, of downtown Fishers for the race. And and I think the route that we came up with is going to be, uh, it's very unique to Fishers, uh, utilizing the Nickel Plate Trail and utilizing uh, the Municipal Center here in downtown Fishers. But I think the runners will really enjoy it. Um, I know the, the route in the past has come out by Holland Park and that piece has been completely removed this year. Uh, so I think It'll be something very new and very fun for the runners. They'll get, um, you know, like I said, the downtown feel of the run, but then also the great um, interaction between the Nickel Plate Trail and uh, that great asset that has been added to the city. So, Sarah, how do you sign up? Sparkfishers.com. <laughs> That's All the easy. details are there. There's a you know there's a registration button uh, under the 5K there, but you can find all the details for the festivals at, at sparkfishers.com. I'm gonna go back to you, Gabe, because I was at this last year because Thursday, June 23rd, is the Car and Art Show. I could not believe there was a huge crowd for this last yeah, absolutely. year. I and and the thing is, I, I kind of enjoy cars. I never had a classic car, but these classic cars were amazing. I took pictures and photos like crazy, uh, used a lot of them on the blog, but uh, it was a lot of fun and people obviously enjoy seeing the cars and the art was also a part of that. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was really a, a, a very different kind of, uh, of experience. So do you expect much the same or will there be anything different this year in the car and art show? So I think if you came out last year, if you got here before the rain came, uh, I think well, I, did, you, I did get there <laughs> yeah, before the rain. Came. I think uh, folks definitely uh, enjoyed what they saw, um, and unfortunately, it was cut short because of the rain. And as uh, a lot of people know, a lot of these classic cars slash import cars, um, high value dollar uh, vehicles that these uh, folks around town they own. Water and weather is not a good mix uh, for those. So uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that the weather cooperates with us this year and that we can actually enjoy the entire three hours of the Car and Art Show. Um, a lot of the things will be the same. Uh, we, we have right now around 70 cars that are registered to be a part of, and we're still taking some applications. Um, so if you show up day of and you realize 
my car could fit right here uh, with all of these others, you know, run home, grab it, and come back. Uh, you know, as long as we have space, we'll allow you in. Um, and then we have a waiting list for our artisans area, actually, too. So that has been very, very popular with that crowd um, of being able to engage and really show off their talents. I know last year, uh, because the rain was coming and they had tents, they, they got a lot of foot traffic. Um, and they were really excited about it. And several of the artists that were here last year, or artisans, uh, are coming back and making it, uh, making it a repeat. So we'll have a DJ on site. We'll have the, um, the expanded footprint of all of the cars uh, as well. And then we'll have, there will be a couple live demonstrations of art happening, um, which will be pretty, pretty unique and, and very cool to the atmosphere. But um, I get goosebumps thinking about this one because I'm a car guy. Uh, I have a, a, an antique or a classic car back at home. And uh, this one really... I hate to say it, but this might be my favorite part of the week. <laughs> well, I, I had a great time, and I, I was lucky. I got there and back before the rain yeah. came, so I, I have good memories of that. But I'm curious, because I know that there are communities nearby, Sarah, that have had these car shows. I know Carmel's had a very successful car show. I made the mistake of trying to go to downtown Carmel <laughs> the day of the car show, and it was impossible to find a place to park. But I think Noblesville's had one, so this, this is a tradition that's just starting here. It is. We actually we had a small car show three years ago. Uh, we paired it with the farmer's market and we did all on-site registration. We had done some promotion through the car community and, uh, but then, you know, I think we ended up with maybe 35 cars that day and really saw the community came out. They were interested. We, we've heard, you know, we want more, we want to do this more often and, and bigger and better. And, um, and so we actually are working with some of the, um, members of the uh, committee that that plan the Carmel Festival as well, the Artimobilia. Um, so they've come alongside in the last two years to help us plan this car show, and to bring along some of the same elements that have been successful in Carmel uh, to bring them here in Fishers. Well, let's go to music because Friday night uh, there'll be a free concert. Now, sometimes they've been ticketed uh, during the, the uh, Spark Fishers Festival. This will be a a free concert, and Uptown Funk is going to be the group. You want to talk about that, Gabe? Yeah, absolutely. So they're a, a group, uh, a Bruno Mars cover band that's coming out of uh, the West Coast. So it'll be um, very, uh, if you are a Bruno Mars fan, you definitely want to be at this event um, on Friday night. But it'll be very uplifting, very hip. Um, we are really expecting a good crowd to come out that Friday night. Um, it is, a, like, like you said, a free concert. Um, so we definitely encourage folks to, to come, bring their lawn chairs, uh, bring their blankets. Um, we'll have food and beverage vendors available for everybody to partake in. Um, really, it's just going to be a very... Uh, exciting night, um, really to, a good pre-show for the kickoff on Saturday, I think. Yes, sir. I did have an entire podcast on some of the music you're having this year, but maybe just as a reminder, how did you come about booking Uptown Funk? Yeah, so they were actually booked last year uh, not to play Spark. They were going to play a different show. The Spin Doctors were booked to play Spark, and then we got rained out. Um, and so, well, actually, I apologize. We um, they had an issue with one of their band members uh, was stuck in a foreign country, wasn't able to um, travel. So last minute, we um, unfortunately had to cancel the show. Uptown Funk was actually booked to play later in the summer, and they did, and they had a great show. It was one of the highest attended uh, concerts of the summer, 
And so we really wanted to bring them back, give them the opportunity to play again. And uh, this this festival is the perfect opportunity for them to play Friday night. Yeah, the Spin Doctors last year, that's the occupational hazard of, of booking <laughs> acts because sometimes something happens beyond your control right. Right. or theirs. And yes, I think it was COVID-related to get... Uh, we weren't back. able to travel out of Canada. And it was a matter of, yeah, the, the, the international travel barriers, which were starting to come down but they were very bad at that time um, let me stay with you Sarah for a moment because Saturday really remains I think the center of the Spark Fishers Festival uh, and I think uh, if you want to ask what the main event would be it is the street fair mm -hmm. that happens around the area of City Hall the municipal complex uh, and uh, there'll be another street fair this time around of course so uh, for those either that are new to this or have been to this before what will people experience at this year's street fair? So just to give a little bit of background too on how we arrived at at the timing of the event and you know when we the first couple of years of this event it was all focused on Saturday and we basically went from 8 a.m. until until 10:30 uh, p.m. Uh, with activations throughout the day. And it started off at the 5K. We had the farmers market going at the same time. We opened up the street festival. Um, you know, had the parade later in the day, but we found that there was this lull of time in between, kind of right after lunchtime, um, you know, people take their children home to go take a nap. Um, it's obscenely hot during that time. And so we started talking about how we can still have this festival going on for the better part of a day, um, but also to, to stretch it out throughout the week. Um, and and to account for some of those those gaps of time where vendors maybe aren't making as much money through sales. Um, so. We've landed on this this time frame of Saturday. We have our farmers market going on, our our normal Fisher's farmers market, super popular from 8 a.m. to noon, um, and then we'll take a pause and reset the amphitheater area and municipal complex, and come back starting at 3 p.m. for the street fair and the Spark Fisher's festivities. Um, we have an expanded street fair this year. It's uh, it'll take place throughout the central green and um, the amphitheater spaces. We'll have two food court areas um, with dining tents shaded dining tents because shade is obviously at a premium around the municipal complex um, those will take place in the um, south fire lot and then up in the ellipse parking lot uh, expanded ki uh, kids zone this year which um, i will mention that a wristband is required um, and there is a cost to the wristband um, so purchase that now ahead of the festival it's only three dollars on site it'll be five um, but we have an expanded kid zone with more inflatables. We have a dedicated uh, young child area, toddler area. And then we have our teen zone as well um, with our mobile skate park, a dance floor for break dancing, some uh, various games that will take place there. And then we're also activating the nickel plate trail. So one of our entertainment areas will be at the bottom of the monumental stairs on the um, south side of 116th Street, in addition to the amphitheater stage and our community tent on the central green. Yeah, I, those stairs really got my attention when I was in there as the trail was being built, because uh, it was explained to me. And then when I saw the finished products, like, oh, you can have little mini concerts here, little mm -hmm. shows. And that's exactly what you were uh, alluding to that you've got those stairs but you can you sit on the stairs essentially and watch whatever it's not a large area but it's enough to have a, a small it's a gathering. solo yeah. solo artist uh, area so Gabe when you think of street fair what do you think so I'm excited about the food obviously um, we have we'll have over 150 vendors on site um, ranging anywhere from artisans to businesses that are um, you know 
promoting themselves as well as food vendors. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm also really excited about the three entertainment areas. Uh, the AMP stage will be activated with um, some acts. We'll also have the community stage again like we've had in the past where you can get your dance groups and that kind of stuff uh, and, and really family-focused uh, in that area. And then, like Sarah mentioned, the solo stage there at Monument Stairs. Um so I really think that you know the food and the music and everything is going to be probably my favorite part uh, of of the evening. Um, but then we also can't forget about the parade that comes through at six o'clock. So we'll talk about the parade in a moment. But I want to ask about yep. something else. You know, uh, I have to tell you, I, you got my attention when you talked about break dancing. Yeah, it's still. I mean, I remember when break dancing was big. What the eighties or seventies, whatever it was. <laughs> And it's still around? It is still around. So we're partnering with a group called 317. They're out of uh, Fishers. They're here locally. They're actually putting on a competition. So if people are interested, um, we, you know, you can go to sparkfishers.com or go to 317 and find out a little bit more information about that if your kid wants to get involved or if dad or mom want to get involved and, and have a little uh, breakdance competition with their child. You know, that could be fun. Um, but they will have a competition there in the teen zone. Um, and if you don't want to be a part of the competition, just come watch everybody else. Uh, you know, either dance really well or make fools of themselves. Who knows how that all end up? But uh, it'll be a great area for everybody to just take a take a little gander and, and have some entertainment in front well, of. Well, at my age, break dancing would just break me. <laughs> so making a fool of myself would be the last thing yeah. I would uh, worry about. So, Sarah, uh, Gabe already talked about the parade. Uh, parade is always one of the centerpieces of this festival. Has been. Uh, since before the city took it over and since the city has uh, taken it over as the Spark Fishers Festival. So any idea how many units you're going to expect this year? We will welcome uh, over 100 units this year. Um, and our parade route is very similar to last year's uh, where we have taken the parade and put it right in the middle of the festival. So previously you would have to go put your chair down and um, stake your claim along the route. Now you can stay within the festival and just line up along Municipal Drive to see the festival go right through downtown Fishers. Um, Tom Britt is coming back as our uh, MC as well, which we're really excited about. Um, we are looking forward to announcing our Grand Marshal uh, early next week. And uh, we've, you know, I love the parade because it really is an opportunity for the entire community to participate. We have so many different groups and high school organizations, both marching bands, um, unique floats um, from various groups, city elected officials. It's just a, a wide range of participation. Yeah, there's a lot of good music. There be bands there, and there's just different types of music for different people. Any, any favorite part of the parade for you, Gabe? Uh, I would say I think probably everybody's favorite part is obviously hearing the high school marching bands come through. Uh, you know, the the two high schools here, their marching bands are quite a staple, um, as well as the Fishers just being announced, I believe, this year. They'll be participating in the Macy Day Parade. So I think it'll be really uh, a great opportunity for them to showcase maybe what you'll see on TV uh, here in the fall. Um, but I think that's probably the, the most anticipated part of the Spark Parade uh, are those high school bands. You know, the parade's scheduled to start from Launch Fishers, I think it's 6 p.m. The general area around Spark Fishers is where the parade organizes itself. But I think we need to remind people, Sarah, that it really depends on where you are on the parade route as to when it starts. If you're in Holland Park, it doesn't start at 6 o'clock, right? Sure. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Uh, it steps off from Launch Fishers at 6 p.m. 
So just gauge that if you. I, there's an old joke in in Carmel. You know they have a Fourth of July parade, and that they you know uh, on July 5th people set their chairs up for the next year because <laughs> <laughs> they can't find a chair to yeah. place to put their chairs. Well, and I I will mention too that I know uh, the mayor and the chiefs, police and fire chiefs, are planning to uh, walk in the parade. And um, in previous years they have kept a quitty, pretty quick pace so uh for all of the people participating behind them take notes keep up and uh and if you're planning to view from holland park I'll give you my- that is funny because he they're used to riding a car for mm-hmm. years uh, in the in some of the previous uh parades but in recent years he has been walking i know last year he walked and i thought oh they are and i was at holland park you know i was very honored to ask to be the master of ceremonies at the Holland Park. But yeah. The problem is, I had to say no this year because I couldn't cover the actual street fair because I'm a one-man band and I spent so much time away from the street fair. And I couldn't have done it without the help of my my niece, who's a guidance counselor at Fisher's High School, and her husband is a teacher at an elementary school nearby. So. Uh, I needed a lot of help. The wind was blowing like crazy. I don't know how I kept my papers together, but it was a lot of fun to do, and it was an honor to be a part of it. I just had to say no because I had, I had so much to do just to. I couldn't really take any pictures of the parade because I was busy at the time. Well, and we really appreciate the oh, yeah. the work that you're doing. You left such a le- fair. Yeah. yeah, and you left such a legacy. We did not backfill that this year. Oh, well, so, okay. The well, spot that's... is yours again next year okay. if, you're, if you're wanting to take it. I, I need a little help again, I'm afraid. But, and I want to let you know, I, I always appreciated that. And the only reason I had to say no is because I I really couldn't cover the festival. Yeah. And, and you know, you, that's something I really want to do and get you know pictures of the parade and people. Absolutely. Enjoying uh, all of that. Um, now, the, the the whole thing caps off with fireworks on Saturday night. Uh, Gabe, anything special uh, that people should know about the fireworks? So definitely we want to say that, uh, if you can stay out of the Holland Park area, please do so just for safety purposes. Um, if you want to view the fireworks, we obviously encourage you to view those from Municipal uh, Center. Um, be a part of, of the festival and then watch the parade go through, hang out for another hour or so or two hours, and then uh, watch the culmination of the fireworks uh, take place. So we'll, uh, we'll make sure that it is a great viewing location uh, for those folks um, by, you know, if we dim some lights, we'll dim some lights to make sure that uh, you can really partake in that. But um, I think just the the uh, biggest thing is the traffic control afterwards, you know, for the fireworks of everybody wants to get out of there as soon as possible. Um, so it's just making sure that we're paying attention to to what's going on on the mass exodus uh, after the fireworks and, and uh, definitely use the shuttle if you're uh, looking to come down uh, just for the fireworks too. I, I highly recommend that um, if you uh, want to just come for the fireworks only, you can park at a forum. Uh, credit union out by out behind Ikea uh, and grab the shuttle and it'll drop you off right at the monumental stairs there on Nickel Plate Trail and you can come just watch the fireworks if you want come just for the parade or, or come for it all or well, come earlier because the shuttles start at 1.30 p.m. Yeah. Well I'm glad you brought that up I had a I plan to ask about the parking at the shuttles but you've pretty much covered it now uh, but will the parking garages be open? I mean, I think they're going to fill up pretty quickly, I would assume. The parking garages there, the municipal area, will they be accessible? Will the street fair close off some of that? Most of the parking garages are actually uh, 
designated for specific people within the festival. So there, we have a designated vendor parking area, designated um, entertainment parking area. And so a lot of those parking garages actually are not available. We would highly encourage everyone to take the shuttle. Um, there is some limited street parking available outside the footprint of the festival um, within downtown Fishers. But again, the shuttle is your best bet. Absolutely. And if you, uh, if you have, if you want to look on, you can go to sparkfishers.com. We have uploaded there a lot of the parking and road restrictions that we have. We also have a public parking map that we encourage people to take a look at before you leave home um, and try to find what the best option is for you. I need to ask a question of Sarah here because I know when Spark Fishers began, it was the goal of the mayor and the city council to eventually break even financially. Now, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I know you've tried to beef up sponsorship. You're looking for revenue streams and still try to keep as much free as possible. I know that's that's a delicate balance. Uh, for instance, you don't you're having a free concert instead of a ticketed concert. Mm -hmm. That's going to up your expenses. You're not uh, there's nothing to offset that expense. So, any idea? I mean, it's early. You won't know until the end. But do you have a an idea where the finances are coming in right now? You know, we are really thankful for all of the sponsors and partners that we work with to help keep this festival affordable. Um, you're right, I don't think we're, we're quite there to breaking even yet, um, but we do have increased sponsorship this year. Um, we've tried to add new amenities. We have a, a Ferris wheel again this year. It's a, a bigger Ferris wheel than last year. It'll be parked right outside the front of City Hall. Um, as I mentioned, expanded kid zone area. Um, and uh, bringing in some of those higher caliber bands. They come with a cost, um, but um, we are working to keep within our means and uh, put on a great festival for the entire community. So Gabe, uh, we're recording this and I'll be uh, putting this, uh, posting this up online uh, on June the 14th. Is there still time for somebody to volunteer? Do you have any volunteer spots left? Absolutely. We would love for you to, to get involved with Spark Fishers. Uh, if you are interested in volunteering, again, I think we've said this 14 times, but sparkfishers.com is uh, a great opportunity uh, or a great place for you to find out anything that's happening with Spark Fishers, whether, uh, like we said, volunteering, parking, um, the wristbands for the activities and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we definitely want people to come out and enjoy the event, but we also need help uh, to to make sure that everybody is enjoying the event, right? So um, our park staff is is very minimal <laughs> on what we have here in resources uh, and, and manpower. So we ask if the community is interested or you have a group uh, or something like that, you know, feel free to reach out to sparkfishers.com. Um, you can reach out to anybody here in the parks office directly and we'll get you connected with who you need to talk to about getting involved and, and having a great time and, and helping provide a great time for everybody in the city. Well, I've tried to ask a number of questions here I could think of. Uh, Sarah, anything you would like to add before we wrap this up? You know, we'll see everybody next week. We're looking forward to a great event. Gabe, anything you'd like to add? Uh, I'd just like to, uh, you know, hammer home that if you want to partake in uh, Kid Zone or the Ferris Wheel or be a part of Teen Zone, uh, make sure you get your wristbands. Get them ahead of time. Um, you can go on, again, sparkfishers.com and, and find that and register and make your payment of $3 for those wristbands uh, ahead of time, $5 on site, uh, and then come pick those up from the parks office prior to the event. Uh, it'll cut down on lines and it will just make everybody's time much more pleasant. Yeah, as I was walking in here, I had to wait for a moment because the receptionist was already 
selling a wristband yeah. to somebody. Perfect. So you've had a brisk. It's working. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely working. People are coming in and they're doing this. Sarah Sanquist is the Fishers Park and Recreation Department Director here in the city of Fishers. And uh, Gabe Amick is a member of the Park and Recreation Experience team. Before I wrap this up, I have to ask you, Gabe. When you interviewed for this job, they told you it was you're part of the experience team. What did that say to you? Well, so the good story is <laughs> I grew up in the events world, so I understand what experience means. Um, so uh, I just honestly, I got here in February. Um, I had taken a little hiatus, but I came from the events world background. And uh, when I interviewed for the job, they said, well, the first event that you're going to do is the city's biggest event, and it's going to be Spark Fisher. And I was like, well... We got to start somewhere, right? So, um, no, it's been a great experience, uh, you know, and if I can just give kudos to uh, the city of Fishers employees and um, every everyone who we've worked, who I've personally worked with um, in the city and outside in the community as well to put on this event for next week. Um, it's been a really great experience for me and, and everybody's been very helpful. So. Well, Gabe and Sarah, thank you again. Uh, good luck, and we're hoping for a good weather for the Spark Fishers Festival. Absolutely. Thank you, Larry. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. If you like the podcast, please let others know. You can find it on most platforms where you go for podcasts. Just search using this phrase, Podcasts by Larry Lannan, L-A-N-N-A-N. Also, if you listen on a platform such as iTunes, please take a moment, rate and comment on my podcast series. So thanks for listening, and please be safe and be kind. Be safe and be kind.